Hello and welcome every oh god he's hiding. We can't see him. We can't see him. Hello and welcome everybody to episode one nine oh uh, one sixty nine. I didn't write it in the title. <laughs> You've got it as live cast time. It's it's good. It's live cast time. It's live cast time. It's live cast time. Live cast episode one sixty nine. Nice. This is our third or fourth for Spooktober. I don't remember. Oh, I think this is probably fourth and last. Uh, let's see the Technically. Do we fit? Yeah, we don't fit another one in. It's the first next yeah. uh, Monday. It is indeed. So it's our last oh, Spooktober podcast. Uh, who? Oh, oh, why? Why would you ask me such hard questions? Well, why? Like you, you know what it actually says? I'm oh. not the who you've got else. <laughs> I did forget to change something. So, <laughs> we'll, 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 <laughs> sure we'll, we'll, we'll introduce me like... first, and then I'll just let <laughs> D talk for a while while I fix his name. So it's Terry <laughs> and Ryan, who yeah, I will let... Hi, Ryan. I'll actually let you do... What you've played first this week, and then I will fix your name while you're doing that. How about that? Actually, can yeah. I fix it? Okay. Is the question. Um, you should be able to. Um, you can just set it up in set the same scene up in studio mode. Change what you need to, and just retransition, and it'll do it fine. Yeah, I'll try it. I might actually change it. We'll see. But yeah, go Tell ahead. Terrible difficulties. Uh, yeah. So, um, oh god, there's been there's been a few things I'm going to play. There's one that we've both played, and I'm not going to talk about that until it's Terry's turn to talk about what's being played, but I've played two games. One interesting, one very, very fun. Uh, I've streamed one of them as well. You could probably guess which the very, very fun one is, uh, if you've been keeping an eye on our streams at uh, at this wonderful website if you're watching the live cast today. If not, and you're listening to it at our twitch.tv slash gamers channel, or even on YouTube. Uh, the link that we I cannot pronounce it's got a lot of letters in it but uh, yeah first game is a game called Dungeon Encounters Terry you like D&D don't you um you, I mean you're running I, a campaign you, well, you're in a campaign at I've the had moment some bad experiences in it but yes I like it D&D yeah. you've had experiences you've also had encounters correct yes lots of encounters yeah yeah so yeah, do you look at all these like RPG games like Final Fantasy and Mass Effect and uh, particularly actually the JRPGs, so maybe your Tales of games and, and Atelier games and just think, God damn it, there's just too much story. I just want fighting. I don't need world building. I just need I know. think about that all the time. Because yeah. I never pay attention to stories in games. Well, do I have a game that you've got a Switch, haven't you? So do I have a game for you? In fact, you've got Steam as well. well I've got, got multiple Switches and Steam. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's a um, Square Enix game called Dungeon Encounters, and it's about as stripped back of an RPG as you can get. You could probably have a look at some images while while I'm sort of uh, explaining this. What's it called? You can just sort of Google that. Dungeon Encounters. Um, so... It is by the uh, the developer who eludes me, um, whose, whose name eludes me, but he was responsible for Final Fantasy XII, um, and people calling the most interesting Final Fantasy in a long time. Ten, uh, I considered interesting by the fact that it's the first time they actually just went static turn-based rather than active time battle. Okay. Um, but the he did the what they called the Gambit system, which basically allowed 
if you could set there were basically like if else statements that you could set to the party to do certain attacks and heal up at certain points to the point where if you weren't enough of these gambits you could technically farm afk in an area just let the monsters spawn because there were no random encounters they were always on the map so okay. you could just wander your party in and then because of the gambit system you could turn them on and they just all fight and loot and then you come back with a giant game over screen like i did um Sounds i didn't right. set the gambits up correctly uh, yeah you, you lost uh, it wasn't a, yeah it wasn't a good game over but, it was a bad game over no it was it was a bad it was a bad game over um but yeah dungeon encounters is like very stripped back it's an isometric sort of like top-down experience the only bit of 3d modeling is the leader of your party everything else is if you're playing on a, like a tabletop yeah, I'm RPG. looking at some images of it. I'm scared to go yeah. on any links because I have not muted Chrome. Ah, uh, yeah, we don't we don't need adverts to appear in our advertisements. Um, so yeah, so it's basically you just wander your character around these maps, villages, or the 99 layers of this dungeon. Um, and yeah, it's just all you they're all tile based, and you just wander around the map. And there are events and encounters that are always coded. And they, get, they use like hex code. So 01, also 00 through to 0F, and then 10 to 1F, so on and so forth. Yeah. Every every code corresponds to an event, and, every, and similarly, similar? Also, there are fights that also correspond to codes so the idea is that you've got the you've got these logs that basically tell you, you you've know, done this fight you've um, done this one yeah this this fight if you fight i'll go for the very first example zero zero are ghosts okay so every time you find a zero zero and go into combat with it, you know you're going to be facing ghosts um similarly if you if you see a white number that says zero one you know that that's the the next floor of the dungeon. That's kind of neat. So you sort of use this in sort of the memory, and you and you go through into fights, which then play a little bit like Final Fantasy. Everyone's got an active time bar based on the character's speed, and then when it fills up, you get to do an attack, and you can either do you can do physical attacks, magic attacks, or HP attacks. And everyone in H the game has key attacks, like healing kind of thing. No, just attacking HP directly. Because oh. this is the other sort of interesting thing about it. Every character and every monster in the game has physical defense, magical defense, and HP. You lose physical defense by taking hits by physical. You lose magic defense by taking magic damage. It's sort of that simple. Um, and then once and the you're idea, out of it'll... physical or magic defense, then you start to take HP from those attacks? Yeah. Okay, so HP is almost like true damage of sorts. Yeah, in in the sense. So the idea is that if you want to, sort of, if you've got physical attacking characters, you have to take the physical defense out before you can take the HP out. And monsters have their own physical defense and magical defense. Some have no magic defense at all. For example, so you can then know that you're safe to hit them with magic attacks, and you're guaranteed to take the HP out in it straight away. Um, some do change that, like the gargoyle has 
You'd think it'd have a ton of physical defense, being it's a motherfucking gargoyle. It's a stone creature, yeah. You'd think it'd be yeah. physically strong. No, they're clever in this game. It has no physical defense. But it's flying. And the initial physical items that you get in the game are swords and clubs and maces. So you can't hit it. So with. you can't you can't hit it with with physical. Um and so it's like that it's that's sort of the case. So the idea is that the aim of it is that you're meant to be sort of um um, strategizing the encounters because you know what you're going to be facing so you know what you need to set your characters up with in order to, to do those encounters yeah because they don't move around they're just in sets locations yeah it's in set locations and like one of the first things that you do is you find a skill that when you turn it on you can see where they are on the map so you know and that's sort of how that works because you find skills so to at help first you the dungeons as you go yeah, along. At first, you can't even see them on the map. You're just running mm -hmm. around, and then all of a sudden, boom! There's a an encounter. There's for no an encounter. Reason. Yeah, yeah, and you don't know what that encounter is because you didn't see the code. It just says battle yeah. start, and it's just like when you when you do get the skill to see where they are, it says battle zero zero start. So you know, so what you're facing. Yeah. And so I've I've gone a few sort of a few levels down into it, and it's. Sort of interesting. It How does try does it and cost? force you to go back up, and um, it cost me twenty Great British pounds because it was on twenty percent off. So it's a pretty expensive game on sale. Um, yeah, I mean compared to though that being said, it compared is a to brand new game. releases, it's not too bad. Yeah, and it's it's not like this is like a full game. This is basically being released at what we would now sort of call now indie price. That sort of up to twenty. Yeah, yeah, and you know, so it's not a triple A game, even though it's brought, published by, a, you know, a big publisher in in the form of Squeenix. So yeah, you know, that's, that's necessarily... it, it? yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean it has to be an expensive game. No, no, not at all. Um, and like I say, I'm sort of enjoying it. It's one of those that you can sort of just pick up and drop off every now and again, as sort of, as long as you remember what you're doing. Like I say, there are logs in the game that, as you figure out what each thing does, it stores it. So, so you don't have to have gonna like be... a cheat sheet. Yeah, yes, yeah, so you never, you never gonna need to like load the game up and go. What the fuck does zero five mean? Yeah, well, that was my worry. I was like, well, if it's gonna be a whole bunch like hexes, there's a pretty decent number of options in hex. Yeah. Um. Well, it does, it does go from zero zero to nine f. Yeah. And so... it's, it can go to nine. It can go to ninety nine, and then beyond so there's over a hundred like i can't remember how many is hex like 256 or something hex. um in this way the hexadecimal system um what is it? it's base 16 so it's like yeah maybe even a little maybe more because yeah zero to zero zero to zero nine and then it goes zero a to zero f yeah, I'm trying and to remember if it's... I think it's 256. Zero. Like, but, yeah, it's uh, quite, I can't quite remember. a lot of... Um, mm. It's tough. Yeah, I can't remember. Like, I used to know. I'm pretty sure it's 256. So basically, mm. instead of having, like, a numeric limit of... Well, binary has 0 and 1. Mm-hmm. So it has two. 
technically. Two different states. Yep. Then you have uh, our normal number. Uh, Which is our normal number. Yeah. So then you could go up to nine. Well, ten total differences, up to nine. Mm -hmm. So zero to nine, which is ten differences. And then hex is the next one from that. Yeah, so it's zero to nine, and then A to F. Yeah. And then, and then you sort of you go forward through that. And to think to take that into account that that okay, it goes from zero zero to nine F for both encounters and events. So uh, hex can it's, actually it's a lot. go beyond two digits as well. Yeah. But in this it, game, it doesn't. Yeah, it. Yeah, so it's that's probably why. It... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, convert decimal. Oh, never mind. I'm I'm just trying to see if I can figure it out. Real <laughs> as, as but... Terry tries to figure out. Yeah, I was just trying to. We've got to be saying it's actually it's like sixteen times nine. I don't even know if it works that way or not. Uh, well, six... that's, that's I mean that's how it works in in the game. Like I say zero zero to zero f, then it goes one zero to one f, two zero to two f. Oh, okay, so it never has an f in the front. No, no, it doesn't get that far. It just okay. goes to nine f, and then actually, I don't know if hex can have a that. letter in the front. I think it always has to have a number in the front. But mm. either way, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's how it goes. So that's that's the that's the interesting game. So now I move to the really really fun game. So uh, on Thursday, uh, like I explained this when I streamed it as well. Thursday morning, I'm getting my tram into work, and I just see a couple of wrestling Twitter accounts that I follow hyping up this this like run gun, run a gunner platform game. Called Spectacular Sparky. Oh, I I see you play that. Yeah, I was like, that looks pretty cool. Let's have a look at the like the hype video for it. And my God, I transferred. I I went back in time to like 1993. I was sat there with my Mega Drive, and sort of playing the Sonic games, and then you know, sort of like Turrican and and stuff like that. I was like, uh, yes, please, I want this now. Give me, give me now. I realised then at that point I couldn't buy it on Steam on my phone because I needed to confirm it on my iPad. And I had my iPad at home. So, yeah. so uh, that's where I then made the like the Twitter post that just said, yeah, sorry, not playing Tales of Arise on Thursday, on my Thursday evening stream. Um, when I get home, we're playing Spectacular Sparky. Um, and it's, it's uh, the game is made by Freak Zone Games, uh, an indie indie studio. Uh, particularly ran by a Sam Beddoes who made the Angry Video Game Nerd shoot 'em up games based on, you know, the YouTube channel Angry Video Game Nerd or the YouTube show. Terry's looking confused, um, uh, for the benefit of those uh listening to audio. Um, no, I'm Angry just turning Video around in my chair. Yeah, Angry Video Game Nerd is kind of in the title. He's a video game nerd who's angry because all he plays is shit games. So um, that's sort of kind of how it works. Generally, it was, it was the angry. Um, sometimes he does play good games. Like he played. Um, I mean, he talked about how games were always shit, but he ended up playing Earthbound, 
the like big Nintendo app, you know, so everyone, you know, people like Earthbound. I'm going to say now, I've never played Earthbound. I feel I should. You're looking at me like, why have you never played Earthbound? Actually, I'm not sure if I have played Earthbound. We got to double check it. Sounds very familiar, though. An RPG. Guy called Ness. Ness. Psychic abilities. Um, weird, weird cult. No, no, I you, that's not that. the one you know, is it? Okay, don't no. worry. Well, in that case, we can both look at the same time and go. Um. Oh, yeah. I, I found out how many different encounters there are. But you said some of the encounters are actually traveling to the next floor. No, there are events, and there are battles, and they're all so, represented by those. All represented all by a hex half. code. Yeah. So there's 159 different codes. So yeah, you're never going to remember all that. No, that's why I was like, I, I was thinking about it. Like I was like, if the game isn't going to remember that, that means you're going to have to like look up or make your own cheat sheet. Mm. Which chances are you're just going to well, look one up. And then you're going to know well, all the encounters before you even yeah. get into the game. Yeah, well, well, I'll, I'll say now, I'll bring it back up on this. Um, I'll get back to Spectacular Sparky and why it's a fucking great game, and I'm deciding it's my game of 2021 already. I say already, it's October. We, we're near the end of the year now, anyway. Yeah, we've done a pretty good um, year. But yeah, there was a game called Fatal Labyrinth, I think it was called. It was a Mega Drive game. Or Genesis game, depending on where in the world you were. Um, and that one, you did need to write down every playthrough. Because the way it works, it was a dungeon crawler. And you would find you would find stuff in there, but it would be like red potion or blue scroll. And unless you used it for one, for the first time, you wouldn't know what it does. Wow. So, and so you, could it randomized, you could drink red potion and it, it could kill you. It randomizes every playthrough? Yes. Wow, that'd be annoying. So a red a red potion in one playthrough would be different to a red potion in another playthrough. So you had to sort of write it down as you went along as well, because once you once you, still once you learnt what it did, it didn't tell you. Still, it would still say red potion. You just know in that playthrough, red potion would heal you. For example, you'd know pretty quickly if red potion killed you because you get a game over screen before you went. Oh, what the hell does that do? So, yeah, that'd be kind of annoying. Yeah, so, you know, at least at least Dungeon Encounters has improved on that idea by giving you the log straight off. But anyway, yeah, crazy psychopathic uh, bunny with star ears and uh, a gun. I mean, what more do you need to know? Okay, I'll tell you more. Bunny! The idea is that you're, you're an... In oh my god, ah. You're an intergalactic bounty hunter. Your friend intergalactic slash mission planetary. director... Is um is a shark pig or pig shark or whatever? Do I want to know? He's called Shiggy. Shiggy. Or Shigs or Shigtastic Shigs. or Shiggyzo. Well, isn't that Shigtastic? <laughs> yeah. Um. But the idea is that you're yeah you're a bounty hunter. You're going through space. You're taking down the the biggest scum of the intergalactic universe. Um. And you were also absolutely insane. And you do that by going through various zones. Um, most of it is sort of running and gunning and platforming from the beginning of the zone to the end, and it always ends with a boss fight. Um, I was pew pewing. Each, each, I got yeah, dark. Each, 
each boss has its you know own special attacks that it does that you have to remember and figure out and 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 kill and and then 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 you do four levels you beat four bosses and then you move on to the next zone um each zone is broken up by a small shoot 'em up segment so if you're not just running and gunning you're then playing r type for a brief moment and the uh, you know a bunch of guns that you can get from triple fire to a flamethrower to a rocket launcher to a laser and uh, oh god it really has gone dark in your house now it's just, oh there we are it all depends on um, what's on my screen <laughs> i had yeah. to just go to a blank google search wow um but yeah you you run gun you can dash you have a little stamina bar you can multi-jump because you've got flying ears um but you you run out of stamina so you you can't just keep doing it all the time you have a health bar if you run out of health, you start from the next checkpoint. Um, but you can get armor, which reduces the damage you take. Or you can get like a special star, which like boosts your health for a certain point. And um, the final boss is absolutely a grotesque nightmare. That's why it started off being just a normal, fun uh, shoot-em-up experience. And then it ended up into body horror. So it's officially a Spooktober game. <laughs> You're a Spooktober game. Uh, well, I've determined at least, particularly the last boss is a Spooktober game. Just, just, just how it is. Just saying. Um, but it's you know it's full of you know nice little pop culture references and then stuff related to the time. Remember, this is sort of an idea. This is, um, I mean, the, it was advertised as a mega-driven treasure of adventure. Therefore, basically, um, stating it's a Mega Drive-like game and it's inspired by the Treasure companies. Shoot 'em up games. Um, particularly, I had a weird feeling it felt very dynamite heady. Dynamite you don't know heady. what dynamite heady is, do you? No. Uh, so, dynamite heady, heady was a platforming game by Treasure, um, in which you were a puppet called Heady who had to save his, uh, who had to save his puppet world from an evil, dark-handed. Um, villain but the way that you do that is that you would equip various forms of heads which would do different things depending on on what you did so you could have a hammer head so it would deal like a little bit more damage when you flung your head towards enemies okay you had a you had a, you had a head that could like shoot bullets um there were some punishment heads like uh there was a big head so if you if you accidentally equipped a big head you would just your head would just fall to the floor and you'd walk slower until it expired but, Ryan, um, you I know, think you're a big head. I, I I do have a big head. That's why I, I said. I mean, look at me. I'm I'm, I'm big all over. Um, I wasn't gonna go that far, but I well no, because I can. Exactly. Hey Ryan. Yeah. Night time. Hello. Do talk. Night time. No, Terry, <laughs> you can't. You can't. Can't go. Yeah, you still got to talk about what we played and slash you played. But yeah, I'm just gonna say it's on Steam. It's on Epic. It's on Switch. And I don't usually, I I don't usually give endorsements out to to games. Specifically, I don't give a fucking what are you doing? Go and fucking buy it already endorsement. But spectacular Sparky is getting my go buy it first first <laughs> ever fucking go out. What are you doing? Listening to this? Go fucking buy it award. You can put that on some box text somewhere if you really want, but yeah. So um, I'm, I'm after the podcast, we're probably going to play the frenzy mode, which is like the same. There's basically is the main game and the time attack mode. But if you complete the game, you get a 
like a different mode where you've got unlimited stamina and heat, which your weapons can overheat. Um, but you don't get that in this game because your health just drains down instead. So you play the same game, but in a different style. And I think I'll do that after the podcast. Have Thank fun. Very much. Right, Terry, go. No, don't go. <laughs> <laughs> What's been... Night time! What, 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 have we all, what have we also been playing? Ah, uh, all right. We, I will. I'll start had, with we've what... had two streams over the past two days. <laughs> I'll, I'll start with what I've played before I get into what we've played. Um, Fair enough. So this week I've played more Minecraft. Uh, nothing special. We're doing a, a sort of hard mode of sorts. We're playing a super flat world. Me and mm -hmm. Stefan, Danny joins a little bit, and the reason it's hard mode is because there's literally just a layer of grass blocks. And then two layer of dirt blocks, and then bedrock. There's nothing below it, so we can't get stone. Stone's very difficult to get. Okay. We had to make a cobblestone generator to get stone, and just as you, just as you do. Yeah. So basically, I had to give us a start chest with a few things like lava, and. A few, uh, a few things that we can't get. And we basically have to rely on random traders that'll come through um, mm -hmm. to get certain blocks like sand. We can't get sand at all unless we get the random, the wandering trader. And it all came from an idea off a, off a YouTube video I watched. But he was mm -hmm. playing on Bedrock Edition. And I guess on Bedrock Edition... Slimes don't spawn. Oh. But on Java Edition, the rule for slime spawning is it has to spawn in a slime chunk. So a chunk's randomly designated a slime chunk. Every one in eight chunks or something like that. And a chunk is a 16 by 16 block mm. of the I, map. I'm, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm very versed in uh, the idea of a chunk now, considering there's a... Um, Loading Ready Run, one of the players, one of the members of there, James, he does streams called Puncher Chunk Streams. Okay. So he punch, he, he, his, the whole idea is he just spends the stream mining down a chunk, usually following some sort of like rules, like, you know, in regards to what he's allowed to craft and use while. Okay. Sort of punching the chunk. Yeah, so, anyways. Slimes. Yeah, go on, sorry, I distracted. That's fine. Slimes can only spawn in their slime chunks, which are random chunks generated by the server. And mm -hmm. it's usually one in every eight chunks. Right. Usually. it It's totally random, but they have about one in eight, I believe, is their spawn chance. Like, one in eight is the chance of it being slime chunk. Um, so... But they also have to be below, I want to say level 64, but I think it's lower than that. I think it's like 30-something. Mm -hmm. Well, we're on layer 3. They don't have any light restrictions, so they can spawn in any light level, unlike hostile mobs that have to spawn in darkness. So, as soon as the world generated, all of a sudden... There is just slimes everywhere. And slimes are hostile. 
they can also do a pretty decent amount of damage. And then they, the large ones do a lot of damage. Like, we're on hard difficulty. So I think it was doing like four out of our ten hearts each hit. Oh. And their hitbox is really broken. Their, their hitboxes are huge. So even if you kill it the first time, he then breaks into four smaller ones, which can do two to three hearts. Right, I think about two hearts of damage. Right. So now you have four things that can hurt you, but you also forgot about all the slime chunks that are all the way around you, and anything that's in visible distance will start to target you. But at least once you break them down to their smallest form, they can't hurt you anymore. You've got orange. Yeah, sorry, I was just trying to sort out white balance and it. <laughs> you went orange. Didn't work. You got um, liver disease or something over there? Well, I don't know. Hold on. <sighs> oh, dear. Well, we've lost Ryan. But yeah, so it started out very difficult, and it was very frustrating. We literally had to dig under the ground, like down two layers so that we were underneath the dirt level so that none of the mobs could get to us, but we couldn't do anything down there because there was literally bedrock below us. So it's not even like we could dig out, uh, dig out a big enough cavern to plant a tree. We had no way of getting any wood. Um because we couldn't plant a tree. So all we did was plant a tree on the surface and hid underground until it grew. That's literally all we could do. We had no tools, so all we could do was punch dirt for the first while. Mm -hmm. We've now gotten yeah, quite cool. a bit further. We have a village, and we have village breeders and all kinds of stuff, and we've now dug out a giant, most of the dirt nearby us, so nothing can spawn, because nothing can spawn on the bedrock layer. Mm -hmm. So... We've limited what can spawn inside our area by producing light and blocking any of the chunks that slimes would spawn in. So they don't spawn inside because they can spawn in any light level. So we had to put down mm -hmm. uh, carpets every other space, basically, to stop slimes from spawning inside our base. They can still spawn if they're the smallest size. But yeah. like I said, those ones don't hurt us and they're so unlikely to spawn that it doesn't matter. But we're safe now, for the most part. Um, oh, uh, so yeah, that that was our Minecraft. I've also played RimWorld. Uh, I enjoy that game. And yeah, basically that's... I've talked about it a few times, but for those of you who don't know what RimWorld is, is it's a, it's a 2D role-playing game of sorts. 2D survival role-playing game. Um, where you have to survive. You have a, a group of... You can start with as little as one people. One people? One person? One <laughs> people? One people. Just one people. Um, or you can, you can make your own custom starts. There's three default start scenarios. One of them, you start with one person... One of them you start with three people. One of them you start with five people, I think. And yeah. they each have their own difficulty. Um, I learned very early on that it's not good to start with one person. Um, because the game also has what's called random encounters. And basically, the storyteller just makes random things happen every so often. Things like... Uh, uh, cargo pod could crash into the planet and give you free loot. 
or mm-hmm. a nearby faction may attack your town or your little your map basically you're on a small piece of a map um yeah. usually what ends up happening is you get raided that's the most common one um sometimes animals on the map will just go rabid and attack you they call it manhunter well if you only have one person and you get incapacitated you will then bleed out oh yeah because no one else to come and rescue your ass exactly you'll fall over on the ground and you will die and it's very frustrating to try to survive with one person i have learned a little bit now that you cannot the biggest problem i had before is i didn't realize that you could turn single survival single survivors onto a, a mode called self tend t e n d mhm so they can actually heal themselves as long as they're not incapacitated they could heal themselves so if they're bleeding they can bandage themselves or whatever that's a special right. feature or special feature you have to put on underneath that person and by default they have all all people all the people that you have have that turned off they're not supposed to self tend i don't know why but they're not supposed you to think that that was something that they should do yeah if they can if they're set to uh one of their jobs is set to doctor they should be able to self tend but for some reason yeah. that's default off before it didn't even have that option they could not tend to themselves which was a very big break in the game because literally you could get attacked by a rat one rat and if it bit you in a position you would literally bleed to death oh it may take you weeks to bleed to death but you would bleed to death <laughs> slowly uh sorry Re- restart game please restart you broke it oh yeah no no there, yeah no, i thought you <laughs> yeah basically you got attacked by one rat. Please restart your game. <laughs> so yeah, I've gotten into that. I've added a couple mods to it because it's a pretty heavily modded game. Uh, mm-hmm. Lots of modders out there for it. And basically all I added was a, the ability to craft bots to do some of the simple tasks like cleaning. As As you walk over tiles, it'll naturally get dirty. Yeah. So, cleaning takes up a lot of your... It's a very low-priority job. So, you basically have to have no jobs queued for your people to start cleaning. Right. And the way the game is built is you almost always have to have them doing something. It, it, they don't ever really have time to do nothing. So, cleaning and hauling is the other one never seem to get done like they're so low priority that you would have to physically grab your uh, click on your people and right click tell them to clean but when you tell them Mm. to clean they only clean one space one square and my and this they're similar to a minecraft size where they're one by two they actually are about the size of two squares it's a 2d thing so they're they're actually really only the size of one square but they stand. It, it's a 2D sort of 3D drawn. So they can. Mm. If they're up against a wall, they stand. It looks like they're standing on the wall. Like they're standing 
Like, they can stand beside the wall, kind of thing. But, yeah. Yeah, nonetheless, um, a lot of issues if you don't have self-healing. If you only want to smart with one person. Moving on to what we've played. Yes, here we go. It finally released. In the social media preview. Yeah. It finally released. I think it released last week. I got to play it a little bit before um, I left. Because it released yeah. on the 21st. And we've been waiting for many, many years for something like this to come out. Oh, yes, we have. A lot of us aren't really into first-person shooters. There's been a few that have caught some of our attention. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh, Borderlands is one. And he's just gone, uh, oh. he's, he's gone zombies. Basically, yes. Not quite zombies, but zombies. <laughs> but yeah, um, most of the people in our group aren't huge on first-person shooters. Mm-hmm. Even third-person shooters. like The closest ones that have grabbed our attention that I could say is Grand Theft Auto caught a lot of our attentions. Mm-hmm. Um, I say Borderlands was another. Borderlands was another one. It was hit and miss because I don't even, did most of us even get Borderlands three. Uh, some of us got it and we ended up single playering it. Yeah, never really joined us. I never ended which... up getting it. I kept saying I wanted to, but I never ended up getting it. Mm. Um, Darius didn't. Um, yeah, but. I have all of the Borderlands before that, up to two and a half, which was yeah. weird that they did two Bo- and a half. Borderlands, the pre-sequel, was it? Yeah. They called it. But Weird. Yeah. Other than that, maybe Rainbow Six Siege, stuff like that, but that was mm. kind of an RPG again, style. Yeah, and again, a lot of that with, with Siege, not many people played. I know Darius and Stefan did end up playing a lot of like the PvP that it was mostly there for. Yeah. I sort of ended up just being interested in terrorist hunt and there was, there's not enough for P- there was not enough PvE. Yeah. Because it wasn't the focus. So I understood that and that's why I dropped off it. Yeah. Um I mean I mean there's Rainbow Six Quarantine. Which I, I don't I, I have no idea what that is. I never got into any that? of the Rainbow Six yeah. Games. So so during during last Halloween or the Halloween before for Rainbow Six Siege, they did a Left for Stead style style mode. Um, I've forgotten, but it wasn't called Quarantine. It was something like it was an Outbreak. I think it was like Rainbow Six Outbreak. Okay. Um, the slight problem with it is that it was Left for Dead style, constant zombies heading towards you, but it used the damage mechanics that you would have in Rainbow Six. So it's it was zombies with realistic damage. It could go problematic fast. Yeah, unless you had like really good stuff where you were doing ridiculous amounts of damage. Yeah, um, but yeah. So Rainbow Six Quarantine is effectively a full game of that, and it's well, it was due out this year, but COVID um, plus Ubisoft's um, current legal issues and need to apparently make the same game over and over and over again. And yeah. their pivot to mobile games because that's where the real money comes from, from the from the few who just don't know what value is. Yeah. But um, yeah, we were we were on to talking about what we the other game, the other co op Which we haven't actually initially. announced the name yet. It came out on the twenty first. Well, yeah. Well I mean you were about to say Left for Dead, weren't you, as being one of the other yeah, that was one of the ones enjoyed. that 
got us all together playing really mm-hmm. that was i think one of the real first cooperative games that we played besides like the games that actually made us meet as a group yeah um a lot of other games we just played because of those games together mm-hmm. we sort of played together but there wasn't a lot of really cooperative games that we played besides like world of warcraft stuff like that yeah so back for blood came out yeah boy, last week and we didn't get to play it as much as we wanted to cuz no. well part of it was cuz we wanted to stream it mhm um so like we we kind of just did the first first time we actually played was just a tech setup to see how well crossplay yeah. worked and then you guys played a bit last yesterday yeah uh, yeah on sunday as part of spooktober and and you played some this morning slash afternoon yeah we we sort of continued from where you guys left off mm-hmm. um because it was pretty much the same place that we had left off yeah um so me and Stefan played a little bit this morning with one random person well up to mm-hmm. two random people at some point but mostly just the one random person and we finished the first act out of how many four four acts yeah it's usually four i think with left for dead they, yeah. they usually which stick. is interesting of how they've done it as well because it's not so left for dead initially had sort of it had four levels three or four levels didn't it inside a campaign yeah so the cam and the campaigns initially weren't connected to each other they were just there was the going to the hospital and escape scenario or going to the village yeah they all had scenario. four separate stories basically mm-hmm. and it was it was three three levels and then what they call a finale where it was just um where you'd like either have to survive long enough for, for an escape vehicle or... to arrive or then in Left 4 Dead 2 you, there was like active objectives like you had to fill up a Humvee that was in the middle of a shopping mall by just heading up and down the building and picking up trash cans. It wasn't a Humvee was in the middle of a shopping mall. It was like a jeep or something. It was like a car yeah. of some sort. It was some, yeah, some sort of vehicle. No, it was a hot rod, wasn't it? Yeah. It had this stupid sort of paintwork on it. Um, but yeah, so it was all this under the pressure of a horde which would keep spawning something that in the other levels was just a random event as dictated by an AI director. Um, what I've noticed in this, and I'm sure you probably noticed it as well, Terry, is that the levels are a lot more... that They're a lot less meatier to give yeah. you more levels. Yeah, they're they like a little that. shorter. They're not even that much shorter. Mm. Um, but I, me and Danny, before we... No, we actually did stream it. Was it me and Danny that streamed? Or me and... It was you and Stefan that streamed, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, no. We didn't actually stream what I did you, with you Danny. You played. Yeah, me and Danny did play a little bit yesterday. After, before I went to bed. And mm-hmm. I, I tried the swarm mode. Ah, yeah. Which it's actually like... brought something to my attention that I wanted to bring up to you. So we'll use okay. this time to do that. So you know how there's like the tall boy, the stinger, and the the, the exploder. Yeah. Did you ever notice that they're slightly different? Each there's time? variants. There's variants yeah. of them. Yeah. There's I did the, not. For example, a variant a variant of the tall boy is the bruiser, 
So rather than so the tall boy would run towards you, hiding its weak spot, which is its giant arm. Yeah. And then just boom, whack you over the head. With that, the bruiser chases up to you, bigs its giant shielded arm, and will just keep raging and smacking and stuff like that. Yeah. The exploder has the wretch, and there's another one as well, isn't there? You, each I one think has you three about an armored bruiser as well. It was like an armored exploder. Yeah, each one has three variants. Mm. And some of them are pretty. They're pretty mean. Like the yeah. the spitter can jump and climb and do all kinds of crazy stuff. And Is we only learned so about up? it. We only learned about so... it because we played. Uh, well, I only learned about it because I played uh, the swarm mode, and you could actually choose between the three variants of each one. Right, okay. So, yeah, there's like a little bit, I think each of them have like an armored version. I think each of them have, I think the armored version usually makes them slower. Mm. Then I think they have the bruiser, which I think is actually faster or something like that. Um, uh, and then whatever the other one so, you said was. So that, so that sort of explains to me then, In so the stinger and then by, I'm guessing, the Stalker is a variant of the Stinger. I believe so. Yes. And then there's like then there's like the Jockey one. They don't call it... What did they call that one? Because the Stalker just pins you to the ground. Yeah, there was... Um... There's one that basically acts like the Jockey in Left 4 Dead. It basically stands on you and messes around with you trying to yeah. move. Um, oh, I can't remember what it is called now. But yeah, basically, those are all three different Stingers. So... The attack of the stinger is actually a ranged attack. Mm -hmm. He can spit from a distance and then and jump. That's by yeah. default his moves. One of them, when he jumps, he can tie you down. One of them, when he jumps, right. he attaches to your back. And I think Got the it. other one, he can actually jump and climb onto a wall. Like he can attach himself to a wall. Mm. So he's sort of harder to get to. You have to shoot him kind of thing. Yeah. But I could be wrong about that. But yeah, basically they all have three variants by the looks of it. I have a feeling they're sort of the same sort of three, whereas one... Well, maybe for the other two, the Exploder and the Tall Boy, I think it's sort of like a fast mode, a standard mode, and an armored mode. Mm. Um, yeah. I could be wrong. I don't know enough that's about so, it yet. Yeah, that does make it a bit interesting, especially due to the fact of how they've done the story in this one as well. Like, like we mentioned, they do the, you know, the, the they have the act structure, but there's, you know, the splitting's a different bit. So there's like three or four finales in Act One. Yeah, there's. So there's like the, there's like the tutorial one where you get to Fort Hope, which is just your standard run from A to B and then there is a little bit of an objective. One of them is a like a holdout, you're basically doing a distraction to to let them go. There's another there's other finales that basically all sort of mess around with the objective structure to provide something different. Um also different on that is that the fact that the game is technically a roguelike. Yeah. It's a lot I say more technically it is. Let's let's be honest, isn't it? It's yeah. This sort of randomized structure of, of cards. So 
just to for for those who are sort of unsure on it, everyone every playthrough you get to build where well, you can build a deck, and that deck has fifty up to fifteen cards in it, and, you and get they random, provide you get random ones each round, random of those cards mm-hmm. each round. I think yeah. you get you, you like your deck one. is fifteen cards, but you get to draw. You can say you only have you can keep drawing the same cards each round. Mm. No matter yeah, what, you're I never think, gonna I have. I, I read the card tutorial. It does say that the cards are drawn. The fifteen cards are drawn in order. So you draw cards one to five. Oh, okay. You choose you choose which one you want, and then oh. on the next level, it'll replace the card you drew with card six, and then it'll keep. That's doing good to it that know way. because that that definitely changes the way you want to build your deck because i thought it was just mm-hmm. totally random from the deck because uh, i kept no. getting the same cards over and over and over again mm-hmm. so i figured maybe it's random throughout the deck and you can stack the same card multiple times yeah i sort of initially did that and then i checked back on the video for the card system and it does make a point of um, the order that you build the cards is the order that the cards will come out when you're when you're doing stuff. So basically the idea that they want you to do is to build the cards in such a way or build the deck in such a way that you can sort of deviate in terms of your style. Um, so if you know you if you know you're gonna be taking a bit of damage from or like if you know you're gonna be taking damage in the early levels, you front load it with your health health or healing items or... and then because yeah. they they generally come down into what is it four different five. types, which is he- five. So it's like yeah, there's offense, economy, which is like ammo and stuff like that. There's also economy. So there's yeah. offense, defense, um, movement, uh, resistant. No, no, I don't remember what they are, but I'm pretty sure there was five. Like into they're into sets, aren't they? Because I think like the Think when you when you go oh, through support, the tutorial, yeah. you don't have a yeah they have uh, offense defense um, support then there's economy and there's one other mm. I'm pretty sure I remember seeing five it tells you at the bottom right when you're in your match or when you're in your card selection and it tells you how you're favoring each one yeah it actually tells you a, a, how many cards you have of each one because mm, there is on an idea that once you run out once your deck runs out you then just get given standard versions of those cards so your offense one will just like give you here you go here's more ammo yeah i think that's what was ha- that's been what's been happening with me is like we don't have a lot of cards yet mm-hmm. so we easily go through all of our cards because it starts you with five cards always like at the very first act, you get your first five cards, and those are put in. Then you get your next five cards as an option. You get to pick mm-hmm. one of those as an option. So your first five cards are automatically equipped to your character. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's. And then like, I I I like that idea. It, I I it, like that, it, and it also takes a bit of getting used to. But... It also makes the game a little bit more entertaining because. Every playthrough, the map is different. Well, not the map, but the challenge on the map is different. Mm. Um, yeah, the, the the idea on this is that they've made the AI director uh, like an opposing force 
as opposed to an algorithm in the background monitoring your stress levels and sending stuff out. It actively tries to fuck you over with corruption cards. Yeah, and basically yeah. every time I've played, even the same maps, those corruption cards were different. Mm. Every time it was different. And they yeah. add different challenges. Some of them are like a time trial. Get through it so fast. Or sometimes it's uh, boomers will be armored. Or something mm. like that. Was that the one where they're just like the common zombies um, run? Were more durable and would run. Yeah. Make sure you hit them in the head, basically, is what it says. Yeah. Um, but what, I, I, what I'm wondering is if we play on the harder difficulties, do they get more corruption cards as well? Mm. Uh, the good thing is, is they don't add, like, as we go through the act, we get one more card each round. Yeah. Luckily, the corruption cards don't work the same way, because that would no, get pretty they're... intense. Yeah, they're sort of just there for their... They have a level. set amount per... I'm assuming probably per difficulty. I bet you on the harder difficulties, either the cards are more powerful, or they have more cards. That would make sense. We haven't tried we'll, on the harder we'll, difficulty we'll, we'll yet. We'll say it. We, we, but... we've, tipped our dough in... we've tipped our dough. Yeah, we, we tipped our dough. We've dipped... tipped our dough. We've dipped our toe into the water. Um, by playing recruit mode, there are there's veteran mode and nightmare mode. Yeah, think of the the other two difficulties. I, I'm scared. Friendly fire and I'm scared to play those because while I was watching myself play, every time the the game has one major flaw, and that's mm -hmm. that people get covered in guts and blood, and so you turn around and a quick glance, your friendly fire, your friends are covered in blood, you just assume they're a zombie and you fire at them. Yes. <laughs> Funnily enough, people have been saying that on the Back for Blood Reddit. It's like, are you scared of friendly fire? Do you, how many times have you shot your mates because they were covered in blood? Yeah. So, you're not alone. I was we, doing we, that so much today. I'm like, I'm so glad there's no friendly fire in the difficulty I'm playing on. Yeah. Because I'm, I've learned that I'm actually a pretty good shot. <laughs> I did actually watch you while I was on, while I was on my break at work, and you were a beast with a rifle. I, I love the rifle. It gets pretty overwhelming when you're getting swarmed. I have to mm -hmm. rely on a lot of people to protect me. Yeah, but but when I see those hated monsters, yeah, when just... I see those large mutations, like even when they're pretty far away, I can as long as I'm not getting too carried away and firing too fast, because there's a lot of kickback in these guns. Yeah. Um, but I've. I've got it worked out pretty good. Even when I'm not using the scope, I can just, like, sometimes I whip around and bang right in the head kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but half the time when I spin around and bang right in the head, it's a friend. So that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> that's the last thing I want is uh, bang right that's in the head fair. when there's 55% friend. Like, I think Nightmare is 55% friendly fire. So it's still reduced, yeah. but it's... Uh, it's, not, it's still... Oh, still bad. We had enough trouble dealing with just the easy difficulty with four people like it's actually it's pretty mods. difficult yeah it's pretty difficult and that's without friendly fires so but we should get onto the news because yeah let's let's do it's this been a pretty we're long an hour in aren't we so yeah um i think unfortunately i'm gonna have to say this we're, we're gonna because we try and keep these around an hour anyway it's going to be speed run well, um, I think news. the news is less important, anyways. I think people want to hear what we play because it's a little bit more exciting. Yeah. If they want the news, they true. could probably find their own news. So. Yeah, that's fair. 
Well, we'll do to this. Uh, Terry, uh, do you know do you know what feature it is? What? Oh, it's it's my favorite one. It's da, da, what da, the da. fuck, Blizzard? Yes, it is. So here we go. Here's the first one. I've got the link in uh, sourcekotaku.com. Uh, do you remember back in the day there was Overwatch and there was the cowboy character called McCree? Uh, McCree no longer yeah. called McCree yeah, um, because the developer, renamed. yeah, the developer um, was part of the whole uh, Cosby Suite kerfuffle. I say kerfuffle. It's a fucking lot more than that. Let's be honest. It, you know, it's a stupid harassment. It's an harassment lawsuit that's well deserved because they're leches. Simple yeah. as. Um, we'll, we'll get to that as well because there's some breaking news that happened about an hour and a half ago as well. So um, we'll get into it. We'll Wait, to it, that. it happened before our podcast for once? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah, not before. the day after. Yeah, I know, right? Ah, they've been slacking. I think actually we've not been doing what the football Blizzard for a bit, so they just got a bit complacent. Yeah, um, they need yeah. to get back into so, the news. Yeah. So McCree, as of the 26th of October, so tomorrow, as we're doing this podcast will now be called Cole Cassidy. That's kind of a boring name. Yeah, I mean, the idea that the, the, the excuse that they went for for a lot of the characters' names in Overwatch is their code names. Because okay. so, they're like supposed to be like worldwide secret agents. I mean, I don't know how secret agent you can be as a giant as a giant gorilla. With ah. the, with you know, you know, with the IQ of various Nobel Prize-winning scientists. Oh come on, we've never found King Kong, but we know he's lit. Oh. He exists. We know, we also know he's lit. Um, but but yeah, so so as it as it stands, the reason they needed to rename Hole, as opposed to just kill the character off, um, was the fact that he was the basically the front-facing character of the next narrative arc of Overwatch, which is probably going to lead into Overwatch Two. You know that game that they they that Blizzard promises still exists, even though there's been all yeah news about it um forever. So yeah, so there you go. Um, starting from tomorrow evening, he's Cole Cassidy. The idea being that as part of the, the beginning of this narrative arc, he is apparently telling the truth to the other members of Overwatch by telling him his real name. Oh. I think that's that's how it is. He's, dis- he's disregard he's, he's discarding the McGee name. I think it's or his McCree real name, for... name. Yeah, yeah, it's still a code name. It's still Cole Cassidy. Um but yeah, so that's that's what's happening in Overwatch. And then the other bit of uh oh god, I just have to copy this one because I'm still putting them into the sources as we go. Uh, yeah, I'm not I still just do the right too. source. I'm just going to put the link in. Um, yeah, here we go. So a couple of weeks back, um, again, this sort of came up as breaking news, and I sort of word saladed over the issue um, in regards to two lawsuits that were happening with Activision Blizzard at the same time. The main one that we've been discussing for months now, which was the the Department of Fair Employment and Housing one. And then there was the one about the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, um, which was in settlement stages. Oh. But, but DeFair um, wanted to block that because it was probably going to get in the way of their lawsuit. Yeah. Um, Activision Blizzard found out, and EOC, um turned out that there were members of DeFair working as lawyers for that lawsuit at the same time as the the current one so there were ethical issues 
And Activision looked at this and thought, oh, perfect, perfect. We can wriggle out of this lawsuit by just saying there's a conflict of interest. Yeah. And and uh, we can just we can just get away and everyone will just go not guilty and then we can carry on with our shitty business practices. Or uh, maybe clean it up, but get away yeah, with it nonetheless. Yeah, yeah basically. Um, not today. Not today. The judge as, re- as rejected was, it. Yeah, what was reported? Um, yeah, judges basically denied um, the stay of proceedings. Oh, that's a Timothy Patrick Dillon. I nearly, for a second, called him Timothy Dalton, which would have been, you know, let's be honest, would have been one hundred percent more fun. <laughs> of, you know, I was having a, you know, Timothy Dalton just coming up and just going, no. Um, but yeah, so um, uh, it's it's not happening. No reason for the denial has been given as of yet. But this is according to Eurogamer. Um, and like we say, it's only like one and a half hours to two hours old. So there will probably be a reason behind that in the um, in the legal documents that are publicly viewable. That's what I love about the American legal system. Yeah. When, when stuff is fully, you know, filled out, you can just look at the documents. That's uh, that's um, copyright lawyer and YouTube, uh, big YouTube lawyer Leonard French that taught me that by watching his videos. Uh, that yeah, pretty much every bit of documentation, if you know where to look, is yeah, public domain. The sad part is most of us can't understand what it says, anyways. Oh yeah, absolutely not. I mean, I tried. That's sort of why the they original do it. legal. Yeah, I still remember the original legal filings that Defer had um had, had put through. And the only the only good thing about it is sometimes it helps because other lawyers will look into cases that they think they can make money off of. Yes, and it can help you, like say some of those really expensive big name lawyers that can get people out of anything. They will look into mm-hmm. it and be like. They'll call you up and say, hey, look, I can get you out of this. Pay me $100,000 and I'll get you out of this lawsuit. Yeah. They won't say how they'll get you out of it. You just have to go on their reputation. Mm-hmm. And if they're calling you saying that, I can pretty much guarantee that they have a, a way to get you out of there because they're not going to put their reputation on the line for nothing. They, they no, usually only true. take on cases that they're going to win. Some of them. Yeah. I mean, we had a, a a lawyer in the UK that was nicknamed Mister Mister Loophole. Um, celebrities who got a lot of parking and speeding violations, um, stuff like that, used the services of this guy because you'd find out a lot of the times that while yes, my client was speeding eighty miles on a seventy zone, um, there'll be some some loophole like the officer who stopped. They infringed the on his civil had, rights, or yeah, or or didn't didn't dot the i's and cross the t's where he should have done. Yeah, he didn't and fill so out the paperwork the, properly. Or... Yeah, yeah. Therefore, it's invalid, and my client um, does not have to pay or get the points on the license. Like, no, they were clearly speeding. Well, you didn't do it properly. He so. didn't deny. It. He's not denying that. He's just denying yeah. that he was not treated properly or such and such. Like he'll, they'll have their their loophole. That that's huge here too. Like, even criminals for much worse things will try to get out of, say, murder cases. Yeah. Via if, if, if a technicality occurs, it, the the whole case in which it was built upon crumbles. Yeah. 
So it's like you've got because to be the like judge has to exempt that information. Yeah. So, so. that's 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 what Blizzard tried doing. And uh, sorry, this judge said no. Strike and a miss. Uh, you know, it's a swing and a miss. <laughs> so obviously, uh, you don't watch much baseball. Yeah. I <laughs> Strike and a miss. It's, it's, it's not our national sport. It's not mine either. So, uh, yeah, true. Right, UK-centric news. Very, very quickly. I am a fucking nerd. You should know this by now. I'm 34 years of age, and for a part-time hobby that is potentially rolling money in at some point, I fucking talk about games for a secondary living. Terry does the same. Wait, we stream do I? Because... Uh, <laughs> You're here. You're hosting the podcast when I'm not hosting it, which is more often than not these days, as our Twitch coordinator. Um, so uh, yeah, so we had a TV show back in the '90s called Games Master. Uh, it was like a like a teenage to young adult target audience. Um, very '90s people would come out and try and do challenges on the hot video game consoles of the time. So that's right, the Sega Saturn and the Nintendo 64. Um, where if you succeeded in these challenges, you would win a golden joystick. Um, to the point now that like, Games Master as a publication ceased to exist last year. Um, but the, the concept of the Golden Joystick Awards still exists. Um, now, rather than people doing challenges to earn them, it was done for, you know, games that excelled. Yeah. Um, it, so the idea was hosted by a guy called Dominic Diamond and then someone else later down the line and the titular games master was the famous astronomer, astronomer? Sir Patrick Moore yes Weird. a guy who at the time that he was in this was in his 70s I think at this at this point doesn't fucking play a single video game but he was he was given the character of Games Master, who would provide news or gaming news and five to ten year old children um, hints on how to unlock like new players in Tekken or, or, or stuff like that. He'd provide yeah. hints and tips. So the idea was to sort of get someone who was very well known, um, who has been around for a long time, but is generally nowhere near involved in the games industry to to do that. I say that I say that they've done that ones of times. Once. Um, now, unfortunately, so they're doing a reboot of Games Master. Three 60-minute specials on um, Channel 4 in the UK, or E4 is sort of the alternate, sort of the, the entertainment version yeah. of Channel 4. Um, so they're doing three 60-minute episodes, and it's presented by a new team of hosts, but they have announced their new Games Master, the oh. veteran TV journalist and broadcaster, Sir Trevor McDonald. Who I also don't know. You in the UK he's massive. He presented okay. the the news at ten. You know, before we had rolling news, you know, you you'd have your news journalists and your broadcasters, yeah. your anchors. And Trevor McDonald was a big one. He's a big um investigative. Well, I don't think it's someone who actually well. plays games though, is my question. <laughs> that's not the but for the character of the games master, that's not the point. I guess. So he's 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 an actor. He's a he's a character yeah. in that in that. So, so um, there was it, I actually heard it on on like a talk radio station this morning. So we've got a radio station called LBC, which is a you know current affairs talk phoning station. 
Um, and the presenter at the time, uh, James O'Brien was his name, he was just like, I want you to, don't look, don't che- don't cheat, but just, like, they've just announced who the new games master will be. Have a guess. And people were texting in and going, oh, is it Brian Blessed? Because, you know, when there's always, when you always want someone, you want Flash Gordon actor himself, Brian Blessed! And um, and I, 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 to be honest, was initially thinking Michael Gambon as well. I mean, he's played Dumbledore. I think he'd easily play Games Master. Um, but no, this, this this came out, and so I was happy with that. So, um, yeah, like I said, it was very UK-centric, but, you know, we're based in the UK and Canada, so that's just how that's going to work. Um, and very, very finally, you know... Um, happy birthday! Tits, yeah, yeah, which big pair of tits is celebrating her uh, 25th anniversary today? Tomb Raider! Yeah, oh yeah, the concept of Tomb Raider, I guess. Um, I should it's... I shouldn't be saying that anymore. I mean, it's Lara Croft, and... I'm was she honest, actually at that back then, though? I, I don't think she was the one that did Tomb Raider back then. I think she got no, it. The character of Lara Croft was, was, was Tomb Raider. Yeah, Lara but Croft's I Tomb think was... she became Tomb Raider after they made a movie on it. But I don't think the game was made before the movie, was it? Oh, yeah, yeah. The game was, was it? Oh, yeah, it's 25 years old. It, it was one of the launch titles for the PlayStation. Yeah, no, but was it, it actually it... based off. Polygonal triangular cleavage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tomb Raider uh, and, and Lara Croft as the character was was there from the beginning. Um, it was rebooted recently with Tomb Raider, uh, Legend, um, Legend of the Tomb Raider, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. Um, which I I do enjoy as games. I, I couldn't and I enjoy remember the if... characterization of Lara Croft as well. Yeah, I couldn't um, remember if she was. In the originals, though, that was my thing. Is I I couldn't remember if she was, like I thought it was just a character originally, and then they Laura Croft cat was cast in a movie of it, and it became her character basically. No, that's what no. I thought. So, and Angelina Jolie initially played Laura Croft in Tomb Raider, and then um, more recently Alicia Vikander. I think, uh, I think oh wait, I'm, for some yeah, played. I'm mixing up Laura Croft and Angelina Jolie. That's what I was yeah. thinking. I was like, it's not Angelina Jolie. It is Laura Croft. Like that is the character's name. Yeah. That that's where my brain yeah. went. Uh, I just I don't oh, even know why I did that. So I was sort of right. I was like I, I was like I didn't think Angelina Jolie was what it was based off of, but yeah, yeah I'm an I, I like I say I like the modern day characterization of of Lara Croft and sort of the rebooted idea of this sort of woman in over her head initially. And is not was not the absolutely bloodthirsty murderous psychopath archaeologist archaeologist, yeah. That the original Tomb Raider games were, and you know not a lot a lot of that's credited to initially to Rihanna Pratchett, which is uh, you you've heard of Discworld, haven't you? Yes. The novels, Terry Pratchett. Yes. His his daughter. Okay. Um. So yeah, that's that's where that come down to. Um, but yeah, she's 25 years old today. Well, wow. the games are 25 years old today. I, to say. I mean, at, at that point, Lara Croft would probably be now be about like 50, 56 or something like that. Probably. But uh, at least yeah. 50. Yeah. So, um, yeah, sweet. Uh, hopefully many more years and, and, and also some more decent Lara Crofts. I, I'm going to be honest. I didn't like the original Tomb Raiders. <laughs> I, I didn't play the original games. I like the movies, but yeah, I've they're played, interesting I've not, to watch. I've not watched Tomb Raider, the the most recent one. I've not watched that one yet. Neither have I. Um, 
Lara Croft Tomb Raider was fun. Lara Croft Cradle of Life was a bit. I haven't watched most of the movies actually. I've watched. I think I watched a few of them back when mm. they were like the shit to watch. But yeah. yeah, when when you could get when you could um get you two to do the soundtrack. Yeah. And then then them them doing the weird music video, which was scenes from the films where they just superimposed the edge in. Yeah. As if he was uh, as if he was in the film, but um, yeah, that was fun, right? Um, that's 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 the news I scrounged yeah. today. So, Thank um, you all for watching. Yeah. Don't forget to give us a like, a follow, maybe throw some bits our way. Tell us what we did wrong, what we did good, and uh, definitely send some money towards the fundraiser that we're trying to raise some money for uh, for yeah. Cancer Research UK. Yep, for I'll, put the, I'll put the link event. in the in the chat. Um, but yeah, if you go to it's all raised. Yeah, it's on all of our socials orcs. too. I'm sure. Yeah, um, I do. I do do it. Um, we've not we've not made the progress we would like to have made, but uh, that's I was any, I'm trying to send fine. some, but I keep forgetting. Ah, and no, every, no. every I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do that today because I want to send. I'm gonna match yours, which I think was ten pound. Yeah. So I'm gonna match that. So we'll, we'll do it because you know, like I said, it's a it's a cause that we've we've been doing for the past. Well, this is the third year, so yeah, yeah. Just we'll just keep going, um, and hopefully we can and reach then, our uh, goal. Well, any number's good, but our goal would be great. Yeah, I mean, it's a modest goal. I mean, compared yeah. to compared to what people go for for doing for doing stuff a lot more, a lot more in you know, inspiring. Then, then us, uh, then us, you know, turning up, playing the games that we really enjoy into games that we really wouldn't enjoy. Yeah. Uh, minus, minus Bat for Blood. Um. Yeah, that that's so. that's made it very hard for me to want to play Amnesia, because I just want to play <laughs> that. Yeah. I, I'm well, not. En- I'm, I didn't enjoy Amnesia. I'm just like, <laughs> I don't. Oh, I'm, I'm so uncomfortable in that game, and I get like nowhere. I feel like I'm doing nothing. Oh well, you should you should join me in the recording studio at some point on Sunday when we wrap Bootover up with a full playthrough. Well, as full as possible playthrough of Resident Evil Village. Okay, I'll see how it's going to be. So, so I mean, I say that it's going to be from like sunset to sunrise. So it's, it's a dusk till dawn stream. Yeah, I'll be able to join partway through. Yeah, so that'll that'll be fun there. And um, yeah, in terms of in terms of you know, if you like what you heard you can do what terry said in regards to for the twitch channel if you're hearing this on youtube or watching it on youtube you can like share and subscribe on there um everywhere po- where podcasts are served our silly little podcast will be there for you to join and listen to on that as well and there's an rss feed that you can join on that and then um yeah we we stream five days a week we do really don't we thursday yeah. through Thursday free Monday. You're taking on a lot of that, but we are trying to get some more in there and Yeah. There's certainly people have been recently joining on the stream. Sapphire's uh, done a done a We Happy Few stream. Darius joined with Little Nightmares D done Resident Evil Revelations recently. Yeah. And ha- seems to have the streaming bug, so they're probably gonna want to play something else at some point as well. So um yeah, we're gonna we're gonna look, get to the point where we can do it multiple days of the week. If if not well, no matter what we do at multiple Minimum days of the week, but yeah, hopefully we can get multiples in a single day of the week. I think is what you meant to say. Yeah, that's so. Sort of what I mean, so yeah, so basically multiple times 
at least um, and try to get it every day of the week kind well. of thing, even if it's just for yeah. a few hours here and there. And yeah. the times are all yeah. over the place. So if it do, if one of our one of our people like when Ryan does his Sunday morning one, it's yeah. four a.m. my time. Well, luckily that we're, that actually works out for my schedule, but it won't work out for most people's schedules in yeah. North America. Well, at, at, at the same time, I do a on the Saturday beforehand. I do like a ten o'clock or nine o'clock recently. Yeah, stream. Um, so, like I said, they're all over the time frame. So. Yeah, so there's, there's always going to be some, you know, generally we look to try and do something at a time where some people will be watching or have the ability to watch. So there'll be something for everyone and everything gets recorded and uploaded onto the YouTube as yep. well. So it's all it's all there for that. Um, that's basically it, isn't it? I believe so. So, yeah, let's give all them right. the goodbye wave. Goodbye wave. See you later.